You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Coming to you live from the uh, studios of the Sexy Marriage Radio Empire, which is also a little bit like the infirmary right now. <laughs> I like the word empire better than infirmary. <laughs> Coming, powering through. Right. To get another episode uh, because the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation shows up every single week. They do. Um, to ask their questions, tell us what's going on in their world, and we want to go where they want to go because this mm-hmm. is listener driven radio and the way you can let us know what's on your mind is you can give us a call at 214-702-9565 or always send in an email if that's your preference to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com to wrap up a few things from last week um, last week's episode one of the segments we did was on the idea of how do you name some of the more delicate parts yeah uh, from a husband that was trying to figure out how to refer to um, the labia in his wife's dialogue between the two of them, because yeah. some of the words are just a little too crass or crude. Uh, and so we threw it out to the nation on, hey, what do you think if you've got any? And there were a couple that were mentioned that came in uh, in the academy or via email. One was just from Ian Kerner's book, She Comes First. Uh, he just refers to the whole area from the proper medical term, which is the vulva, which that sometimes has a little bit of a different connotation, maybe a little less medical feeling True for some people. Okay. Um, and so that was one suggestion. And then another, uh, and I kind of like this one. Uh, this is from one of our uh, real active members in the academy. She mentioned she loves something that sounds a little more delicate Yeah. and a little bit of a flower. And so she said that a tulip. Because it's two lips. Uh, all right. I can get with that one. And that kind of worked yeah. too. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's fun and creative and it keeps it still light, but also a, a deeper connotation, which I think that's the whole point, isn't yeah. it, Pam? To have um, a language that you develop between you and your spouse that has the meanings that you're trying to get across without... Uh, going across the line, if you will, sure. into the major discomfort zone. So I like, I like the, the two that were mentioned. Like that's, I do too. That's... I, I do too. And you know, he comes home with a dozen tulips for, you know, <laughs> that's a good sign, right? Bringing Every home time flowers, we have a tulip out. Bringing right? home flowers, man, a whole different connotation right? <laughs> with that. That's pretty good. Uh, the other thing that to start off the show today, Pam, um, this is an email that just came in because if there's ever a time where you and I, as the uh, faithful co-hosts of this uh, empire that we're building, yes. since that's the way we described it okay. at the beginning, uh, this email came in that says, was just entitled, Your Show Saved My Life. Yeah. So she goes on to say, three years ago, I was desperately searching for a way to save my marriage. Since so many issues seemed to be due to my spouse's infidelity, I thought I'd try to fix our sex life that that would be a logical starting point. 
I was immediately hooked and started binge listening up to eight episodes a day. Well, over the next few months, I discovered truth after truth. It takes two solid people for a healthy relationship. So, knowing I can only change my responses and working on fixing me, I went to see a counselor. I was diagnosed with severe depression and anxiety and had been struggling with these issues since childhood. I finally started confronting my assumptions, had real honest conversations with my family. Turns out these disorders run on both sides of my family, and I finally had the help I needed. While my marriage ultimately ended, I did escape emotional abuse, emotional abandonment, and infidelity. I found my relationship with Christ, not just religion, and a family connection I had lost hope of ever feeling. Without your show, I would not have, had the, I would not have the joyful and fruitful life I share with my three-year-old son. You saved my life by sharing, showing me what I could be and helping me realize that I can be a complete person on my own. My mother took her own life, and I know that my own depression was spiraling out of control. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your show. I tell everyone about you and will still listen to any shows that could apply to all other relationships. Love in Christ, Charity. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Charity, for sharing that and uh, that message of hope right there. I mean, that really gets kind of at the crux of what we we want this show to be about. So that just is an inspiration uh, to, to both of us and hopefully to a lot of people listening. Absolutely. That's wind in the sails right, right there right. Uh, because just knowing you can have that kind of an impact with people yeah. uh, is unbelievably profound. Well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, we have a couple of voicemails with a couple of questions buried within that we will then unpack and make multiple questions beyond just their original questions, because mm-hmm. that's just kind of what we do when people call into our show. And on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, longer, and there's no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com and join a growing group of Academy members that are carrying forth even more deeper conversations. Um, we've got another... It's This is a theme that comes through. There's a voicemail that came through... If you boil it all down, it really just comes down into how do I get my spouse to change? Oh. And so oh, okay. in the extended content, we're going to tell you how you finally get your spouse to change. I'm looking forward to hearing that one. <laughs> all that's coming up on today's show. <laughs> okay. Okay. Before we play the first voicemail, Corey, uh, give a shout out. Valentine's Day is coming up. That's right. The and, yearly made up holiday by Hallmark. Oh, come on. We love Valentine's oh, Day. You're right. And it's, you know, it's a great time to maybe uh, think about what are you going to do together to just enhance that relationship. Or So maybe the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway is something you want to give as a gift. Absolutely. That's a, I th- that's a fantastic gift idea that uh, you can deliver on Valentine's Day, if mm-hmm. you would like. And then the getaway comes along on June 18 through 21 this summer in the DFW area. Registration's going on now. Early bird rate goes away April 15th. Yeah. But Valentine's, that's a fantastic gift that mm-hmm. you give now and then deliver later yeah, when, when you show up. In June. And if you're interested... Uh, send us an email, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We will get, we can uh, quickly get back to you a little gift certificate to give as part of Valentine's gift next week. Yeah. If this is what you'd like to choose of, hey, I'm taking you away to the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway. Yeah. Let us know by like the 12th so we have time to get it together and yep. email it to you. Absolutely. So just let us know and we can have it right in your inbox. Hey, guys. I found your podcast the other day, so I am pretty new to Sexy 
Sexy Marriage Radio, and I have a question that I thought I would ask and see if any others have similar experiences. First off, let me give you a little background. I am a pastor. My wife and I have been married for almost 19 years, and we have five kids. Our sex life is absolutely amazing, and it keeps getting better as the years go on. Over the last two or three years, my wife has been gaining a lot of freedom from past guilt and hesitations she has had because of her upbringing about sex. And thankfully, I think most of it, if I'm being honest, is initiated by me, but then driven after that by her. So that's encouraging. Over the last two or three years, my wife's been... um uh, changing her mindset as far as sex and really becoming more, um, hey, sex is awesome and it's a gift and it's a grace of God and and moving in that direction, which has been really cool. We are of the mindset that unless something is specifically prohibited in Scripture, then there's a lot of freedom in married sex. We run everything that we do through kind of two or, uh, well, three principles. Is it biblical? Thank you, Song of Solomon, by the way. Uh, is it exclusive, meaning physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually exclusive just between the two of us? And is it pleasurable or enjoyable for the two of us? Over the last three years, uh, we've opened up to things like new positions, new techniques, uh, toys, mutual masturbation, and my wife uh, has full permission and encouragement to masturbate on her own uh, without letting me know, but she always does let me know. Uh, I think she knows it drives me crazy uh, that she's doing that, thinking about me, and she's right it does, but we're open and honest about our needs, and we desire to meet each other's needs and move forward as we grow in the area of sex. My question is this. For the last three years, we've started implementing these things almost every night before we go to bed and almost every morning, my wife enjoys touching herself and she doesn't always finish. She doesn't always orgasm almost. And in fact, most of the time she doesn't. Uh, sometimes she'll start and then bring me into it. But most of the time, I've got to get up and leave, which makes it really hard to leave, pun intended. Uh, and I love that she does this, but I'm wondering if you've come across this before with many other wives as they kind of gain some freedom in the area of sex. Are there others that, that, have, uh, that do the same thing? Is it kind of just a comforting thing? Uh, I'm guessing it, it has something to do with it feels good and at night, after the stresses of the day are done, she can kind of relax and it feels good. And same thing in the morning. It's uh, before the stresses of the day start. Um, it's something that she can do that is relaxing and, and she can relax and it feels good. But we just appreciate your insight uh, and your thoughts on this. Uh, again, I, I, I love that she does it if, and she enjoys it. And I'm, I'm always either there, either mentally or physically. Uh, but it's a, it's a every morning and every night type of thing. Uh, wondering what your thoughts are. Thank you guys. Appreciate what you guys are doing and keep it up. All right, so before we go to answering the question, I love the three, uh, 
little litmus test things that they use. The biblical exclusive and pleasurable. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good framework that uh, couples that have uh, the moral framework that, that falls in line with scriptures, that's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good framework to look at, look at all of this through because we put so many other additional things in based on uh, the first time we heard about something and it immediately struck me as, oh, no way, and, and I never had the courage to revisit it. Mm-hmm. Or first time I experienced something uh, can be non not pleasurable. Right. And so I don't ever want to go back and experience it because all of this is about courage of just growing into self, which it sounds like that's what the journey his wife has been on. Yeah. It's just growing into her own power, her own pleasure, her own presence, um, her own vibrancy, her own sexuality. Mm-hmm. And so back to his question of regular self-touch. Um, this is, I don't know, if, I don't have any data or research on how, how common is it? But it is things I've come across before that people have, have referred to, or I've heard secondarily it be referred to. Meaning, people that can find the sexual pleasure that comes from manual stimulation is a tremendous stress reliever. It just takes the edge off. Right, absolutely. And it's, and it's not to the point of climax like he's talking about. It's just to the point of comfort. Mm-hmm. I mean, in some regards, there is research, now that I'm thinking of it, and I don't know, I can't think of the name of it, but they have found that children find their, infants can that have found their genitalia, can quickly the brain can relate the stress relief from the feeling of that pleasure, of that tingle, of that interest, of that curiosity, of that what comes along with self-exploration. Hmm. And so some children, especially where this, where the research was done, found it was more common in really stressful, chaotic environments. That That's how children could escape that feeling, which makes complete sense because you have control of that. Hmm. Sure. So... It is something that is out there, and the ra- he's on to the rationale of it's just a way to escape at times. It's just a way for pleasure mm-hmm. at times. You can also add to it, it's just a way to make up for some lost time <laughs> of uh, this just feels good. Why would I not go do it? Yeah, I guess some of my question is, um, was, it, was, was the question more about um, whether that's common or not or is it just just the act or is it common for it to be pretty much every night and every morning uh, well sure i mean there's probably an element of if it's that frequent is that cause for concern i get that's how i heard the question i guess okay. it, i don't know if there was concern or just maybe wanting a curiosity at least that, I mean, yeah. we all we all at a human level, don't we all want to know? Am I normal? Right. <laughs> the things that I do, my little quirks and nuances. Yeah, that's a very common thought process. And so for I all will of do it. some uh, just quick little, you know, polling data <laughs> among friends that I'm willing to be that exposed with with my questions. Mm-hmm. Um, again, going back to the the framework they use of the three, he does not sound like he has a problem with it at all. So he might have a little bit of a problem because he's asking the question and that's, uh, you know, (laughs) underneath it. 
the, the sound, yeah, the sound from it um, was, God, I love that she does this. I hate that I have to walk away and go to work. <laughs> Right, I have that, I, that I job that getting have, in the way of a really blessed few level sex <clears throat> sex life. Right, so I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are just totally jealous of what it is that it sounds like she's found because it sounds like she's found. Yeah. Uh, um, she's there's there's so many women that are not in tune with their bodies and don't understand what it is they need to really take control and mm-hmm. and feel like they know what they want from their body and how to make that happen. Right. Uh, so it's really kind of this uh, fabulous point that it sounds like she's reached. Yeah. That she she gets it and she's understanding her body. Yeah. Uh, I'd say that's a pretty beautiful thing. I, I do too. And um, to his point being, it's a, it's something, it's a dynamic they have found within their relationship that they can utilize to enhance tease to, to pressure right. to that's a great vibrancy yeah to add to any layer if you can to a relationship right because again this is the this is the route we've taken all the years on 60 mirrors radio um things that stay in secret are the things that start to become destructive mm-hmm. and if there's a even if it's a regular occurrence if there's an openness to it and it's not um in resp- and it's not it what am I trying to think of with the word? It's not leaving a spouse out of it. It's inviting them into it. Well, and I guess that's what I was about to bring up because I, I can just hear people emailing in and saying, well, if the guy's masturbating every day, we'd say that that was a bad thing, right? Or stereotypically, right? Oh, that's we get, fair. We get on the where someone And I'm curious, in. are there guys out there that masturbate but not to climax? Because that, that would be almost... A unicorn for a lot of men, I think. But there's an element of, do you masturbate just for the feel, but you don't reach ejaculation? Mm. Because adolescent boys, my experience, at the risk of TMI, it's all for a goal. It wasn't for the pleasure. It was for the end result. Sure. And it sounds like in this, she's incorporating him in it a bulk of the time. Um, It just sounds like it's kind of a, a duo. Yeah. For a big and, part of this relationship. And yes, there is an, a, a little bit of an element that men, and this isn't across the board because some men have incredibly high sex drives, but men that have real frequent levels of masturbatory experiences are likely to, that's going to impact performance whenever sexual intercourse is happening. Okay. That's a common because mm-hmm. of the refractory period, just because of the way the brain and the biology works and the difference between male and female. Sure. But you're, you make a fair point because there is this element of there's a stereotype. And for whatever reason, a woman doing this every day is a turn on. Sure. To a lot of men rather than if it's the reverse, a woman's or the, a woman could be, how dare you? Or just, yeah. <laughs> it could be that. I, I, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I, that's a fair point, but I hear it when they're talking about it in the context of their relationship. It's an empowering thing. Yeah, it's a thing they can use that's enhancing and empowering each other and the relationship. And I think if that's the dynamic, go for it. Keep it in the open. Mm-hmm. Utilize that power and see where it also can lead you. Mm-hmm. Hi, um, 
first, I just want to thank you guys for doing this. There's not many platforms um, like you guys, and so I'm just really thankful. Uh, I actually found you guys pretty recently, and um, I've been looking um, and listening to a lot of your stuff. Um, I just had a question. Um, so I'm 22, and my husband is 23, and um, we've only been married for about eight months. But um, sex in marriage is not what I thought it would be. Um, we probably have sex, unfortunately, about once or twice a month, um, which I know is healthy, and it's not something that either of us want. Um, we were both virgins when we got married, and um, my husband does not last that long in bed. Um, he lasts about two or three minutes, and it just has been really hard for me because I feel like um, I'm just not able to reach a point of climax. I know that's not just what sex is, but even that two or three minutes, I feel like you barely have time to connect. And um, I listened to some of your stuff about premature ejaculation and things like that, but um, nobody seems to be our age. People seem to be older and um, having been married for 20 plus years. And so um, I just didn't know if you had any advice for younger couples and um, obviously um, we do foreplay and things like that, but it just has been really hard for us. And um, my husband is kind of overweight and it's been hard because I'm feeling frustrated and I don't feel um, that attracted to him. And um, I want to be, and I love him, and I want to have that um, level of intimacy, but it's just been really hard, and so um, if you guys could give any input, I'd be so greatly appreciative. I really don't want to um, leave our marriage in a place of just lack of sex and stuff, and um, yeah, so thank you so much again. Bye-bye. I love when younger individuals couples find our show yeah i wish we had had this when we first got married right um that is not as hosts <laughs> no. <laughs> no one would listen to no. that no, at no, that no, point no, in no, our no, life no 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 uh i mean sh- what you're experiencing is so normal um mm-hmm. you know you're you're marrying his virgins um he's He's got to figure out, and there are exercises you can do together, things you can do together to make it to where he can last longer. And more than likely, that's a lot of what this is. It's kind of a training of the brain, right? Right. It's a brain and a sensation thing going on. That's one level of this. Okay. Because there's another level I'm picking up from her that I think can be at play. And here, let me kind of lay it out yeah, the way that. I hear this. And you tell me, speaking as a woman yeah. uh, who was married young mm-hmm. with me, if this rings true. Um, so she's made the comment that he only lasts two to three minutes, mm-hmm. which that's statistically speaking around average for men across the board okay. of actual penal inf- penetration to orgasm. Okay. You're not talking about the total time you're erect that's no that's i'm, I'm going that's, off of he lasts two to three minutes and i don't know if that means from the time he's aroused to ejaculation or that means the time they actually start sex okay. to ejaculation okay i'm going off of actually starting the intercourse right part of the show i would assume that too okay yeah 
Um, she mentioned we do foreplay and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That I'm, I'm curious about what. If, the, mm-hmm. if this couple was sitting in my office, I would actually be saying, describe your foreplay to me. Yeah, what does it look like? At detail. I mm-hmm. want to know. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Because my hunch is they just do enough to get an erection or get a little bit of lubrication, maybe, and then they get going. They don't see foreplay. It can be part of the main event. Okay. And so slow that down is one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also utilize the concept of foreplay happens long before foreplay actually clothes are starting to come off. Mm-hmm. Get the brain going. Um, then the other thing that I'm going to pick up from is her comment about how he's gained a lot of weight mm-hmm. or he's, he's overweight. overweight. And so her attraction has changed. It's incredibly difficult. And this is where I want your opinion as, as a woman. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly difficult to let go and be responsive and be engaging and be aroused when there's not a level of attraction there. Yeah. That's a, that's a big gap to try to fill Yeah, or jump across. So there's two issues going on. One is um, his premature ejaculation that the same things that we talk about with uh, men that are older, same kind of stuff. It's desensitization. It's anxiety-based, it's, it's goal orientation, it's learning confidence, it's redefining how do you view you mm-hmm. and how do you view your sexual prowess. But then the other thing that's going on is her, uh, her role and the whole dynamic of her experience in it. Does she bring herself forward and say, this is what I'm really facing? Right, because he might be reading something in her and whatever her face or lang- body language is and stuff like that, which is increasing Which can exacerbate the, right? the issue. Right, He's got whatever going on in his head. I'm getting to- the read from you. You're not enjoying this, so I'll just get it over as fast as I can. That's a very common marital practice. Mm-hmm. That it's not that it's painful. It's just that she's not totally absorbed in it. And so therefore, I don't want to stay around that as long as I have to and... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just a further ingraining of that training. Yeah. And then you both get disappointed because mm-hmm. that's maybe not what you wanted. And so it comes down to how do you face the deeper dynamics that could be being revealed in this, which can be, you know what? Some things have changed in our relationship since we got married, mm-hmm. which is going to happen. That is a normalcy that uh, totally one of the issues that happens when all of a sudden the whole what's forbidden is now allowed desire changes within that. Totally. Right. It's it's just a different draw because there's something in us that just wants to rebel, that wants the rebelled part Mm -hmm. or the, I can't have the untouchable part. Mm -hmm. So that dynamic is going to be at play early in marriage, if not through the life of marriage. But the other is if he truly has changed his body image, his style, since they've been married, that's a different thing too. That's a whole different message because any spouse, this is not just male or female centric, any spouse that starts to let themselves go soon as the marriage happens. And I don't know if that's exactly what happened here. Did you hear that? Or am I reading into no, it? No, I didn't hear that. She didn't say he's become overweight, just says he's overweight. He's a little bit and overweight. And if they, okay. were, they were virgins when they got married, they may not have seen each other naked beforehand. That's right? fair. And so when you see someone clothed versus now unclothed, it's 
it's a whole different it's thing. It's dispelling of, of what you put, what your perceived was. Yeah, it's a that's whole fair. Thing. It's a whole different. Okay, thing. well then, that, then I don't need to go down that that route. But there's this, there's still an element of, okay, what you see matters, but who the person and how they carry themselves matters more. True. Right. Because you, you and I have talked about this over the years of our marriage about how there's some people that you know there's all shapes and styles of bodies of bodies out there. Yeah. And some of the most confident, sexy people were not that we've known and had in our life aren't people that would be on a runway in the typical model. They were voluptuous, curvy people, maybe even on the point of overweight. But man, they carried themselves in a very sexy mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. because they were good with themselves. And so a lot of this is happening simultaneously, that it's both of you being exposed to life behind the curtain. Yeah. Eight months in, I mean, truly it is. I mean, the curtain is coming back and, and you're seeing it and it's it's a whole new dynamic you've got to deal with. Um, but it that doesn't mean it's terrible. Uh, it's no. just a different dynamic, and the beauty is the more you start seeing it now and don't hide from what you're seeing and what's right. concerning you right now, don't hide from it. Address it together, and that's what's going to create the change for you going forward. That's the deeper levels of intimacy right off the bat. Yeah, I'm curious if he's listening. Yeah, or if it's just you, um, or if you're striking up conversations from potentially what you've been listening to that could could help that. But and there I, there are there are things for you guys to do together to help to to work on all the above, right? Right, and I'm I'm also curious how have you how much have you overlaid um, what your dating life was like versus what your married life is like? Do you mm-hmm. still take time out for each other, or your world's just constantly? intertwined with each other Mm -hmm. do you still have your own things that you're doing and then you come back together or you've taken the time to hey let's meet here or hey let's where you're stealing time that's truly steered towards that aspect of your relationship Mm -hmm. the romantic and the sexual or not because sometimes the early parts of of married life that all gets thrown aside well because it's we're going to go to bed together every night i don't have to work as hard anymore to get you in the mood or (laughs) think about it we're just gonna i'll roll over Right. You know, and so if they both are saying it's our sex life is not what we want, now's the time to test to see if that's really true. Right. Because if it's what you want and you want something different, then speak up. Yeah. So as we've done uh, recently, Pam, um, we're setting up the extended content with a voicemail and the regular content. Mm -hmm. And so if you want our answer, you need to go to smrnation.com forward slash SMR Academy and join if you're not already a member. Perfect. So after this, we'll see you on the other side, hopefully. Hey, you guys, I really enjoy the show. I just discovered you guys just uh, probably 10 days ago now, and I've listened to a ton of uh, episodes and everything. Really appreciate what you guys are doing here. Uh, my wife and I have been married for 18 years, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's a dynamic there. Uh, you know, I really... Uh, you know, I fall right in line with Dr. Fife, uh, Jennifer, uh, uh, Jennifer Fenneth and Fife, uh, because, uh, we are LDS ourselves. And so, uh, conservative and whatnot, but, uh, age 41 and 30, uh, 38, uh, my wife is 38. And so, uh, 
issues that we have here, and I just kind of want to get around to asking the question is how can I influence my wife to want to educate herself uh, more? Um, uh, her, uh, I know that there's uh, some depression there, and then actually we've got uh, you know a, a therapy um, session coming up here in a, in a couple of weeks. Uh, we've already scheduled that, but uh, you know to address that. But you know I think that. You know, half of this, uh, like you, uh, you have, have led to uh, uh, to say that you know, the, the, the depression is uh, biological and uh, and psychological. So, you know, she doesn't do any type of reading, and uh, the the amount of reading that she has been doing it does bless her life a little bit. But uh, I just want her to be able to. I just want her to be able to to read and uh, discover all the greatness and the goodness and the glory that I get to enjoy myself. Um, you know, um, I don't know if that's probably just the, that, that's the question that I have. Anyway, I, I appreciate what you guys do. I really enjoy the show and I'm going to continue to look more and more into your systems and uh, what you guys do. So thanks. Well, if you're catching this right after the voicemail just ended, um, and you missed the extended content. I hope you'll come join us in the academy so you can hear more. Yeah, it was a fun time. Of our answer. Good conversation. I don't know if we actually solved that dynamic because you can't solve the dynamic. Well, solving <laughs> and giving a, a good lens to look at it and some tools and Which, and how to and to, tools and how to look at it. Right. Um, Which is what this whole show is all about. Yeah, yeah that's that goes a long way. Right. We're just we're trying to frame it so that it's understandable to you better. Yeah. And then you figure out what do I do in the midst of this that is better. Mm-hmm. And I love the whole idea of I scream at the wind or I adjust my sails. Mm-hmm. Because how much of our world is just screaming, screaming at, the at the wind right now? <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. Um, with Valentine's Day fast approaching, if you want to uh, bring your spouse to the getaway, please do let us know. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We can get you a, a coupon or the little gift certificate that shows I'm taking you to getaway. We'd love to meet you guys. We would officially. Yeah. yeah love to, to meet see you face in, to face. Meet you, in, meet you in real life, in human life, not just on the air. Well, if we left something undone, 214-702-9565. Wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking some time out. We hope to see you next time.